Okay, Rabotai, so let's uh, finish this Maharsha that we uh, started to talk. <coughs> I'm going to read Maharsha Dibura Mathil. Ki Abne Beto, Shneemar Ki Eben. So we saw that one. So in the middle of it, he says, in the first column, I'm sorry, in the second column on Daftet, in the pages of Maharsha. He says, There's three types of Averot that a person commits. Okay, commits a negative commandment with an action attached to it. Second type of sin he commits is he goes against a positive commandment. How do you transgress a positive commandment? You're passive, you don't do anything. Where he transgresses a sin that's dependent on speech. When it comes to the laves, that's the two angels that are going to testify. Why do the angels testify? Because he created those angels through his actions. When a person does a, a, a lav, he creates a malach. So therefore, it's going to be his own actions that are going to testify against him. There's 365 days of the year, corresponding to the lavim of the Torah. What's that word over there? He changes on the bottom. Right, the 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 three hundred and sixty-five uh, um, days of the year they belong to the Satan. Actually, three hundred sixty-four, which is Gematria Hasatan, and one day belongs to Kadosh Baruch Hu, which is Yom Kippurim. Shu Hasatan Gematria Shasar. Every day a person creates angels according to his actions. So therefore, it's very good. The malachim that you created through your actions will testify. Hashem will command them that what? And also testify. And the time a person passes away, all his actions go and testify in front of him. Um, like we're say now. now, when a person commits an avira in speech, then his neshama testifies against him. That's the Gemara that says the neshama testifies. That's specifically against sins of dibur. Because neshama... Speech is a function of the neshama, like we learned in Bereshit. And what do they explain over there? So therefore, That's going to testify on which is the words that you uh, that you utter. Now, when a person transgresses a positive commandment, and you didn't do anything, how do you transgress a positive commandment? You just sit passively and you do nothing. 
So then the limbs are going to testify because the limbs are the ones that are supposed to do things. So the passive limbs that did not act are going to testify against them. So it's beautiful. So each one of these gemariot is representing a different type of judgment. And therefore, the mitzvot ase is ramah. And ramah is ramah ibarim. So therefore, the ramah ibarim are going to testify against the ase. Because I mean, the second makot, umaytil adikhtib, ba'atim edad le'em in ikhtib, yitru edem, finally quotes the Yepesukim over Now, now it says that the chod mitzvot shisil osim ba'olam bazeh, ba'ot umidot anna olam abba. They're going to come and testify against the person olam abba. Like it says, and he quotes the pasuk over there. Okay, very good. Very good. Okay, now let's go back to the Gemara, Rabotai. <coughs> the Gemara then continues and says, El emuna ve'en avin. That God is just. He's a God of emuna, which is emet, ve'en avin. There's no perversion. There's no corruptiveness. There's no corruption. El emuna, what do we learn from this? That just like God punishes the Rishaim, even on a minor infraction, the Rishaim going to get punished. So too, the Tzadikim are going to get punished even on small infractions. That just like the tzaddikim will get reward the olam haba, even on a small mitzvah they do sheosim. So to the shayim will get reward in this world. Beautiful. So therefore, basically, it's saying that just like the shayim, they get punished in olam haba. So too the tzaddik will get punished in Olam Hazeh. And just like the tzaddik gets rewarded in Olam Hazeh, so the rasha gets rewarded in this world as well. And the Maharsha explains this, that this Gemara is explaining the phenomenon of why do we see sometimes tzaddik v'ra'lo and rasha v'tovlo. That means when you see a tzaddik suffering, you have to know it's because just like the rasha gets punished for his sins in Olam Abba, the tzaddik gets punished for his sins in this world. That's why you, you're seeing tzaddik v'nalo and, and vice versa. Sometimes you see the shabetovlo, that just like God rewards the tzaddikim for everything that they do in Olam Abba, God also rewards the rishaim as well. That, and that answers why sometimes you see the rishaim prosper. If you just, I'll just read you the lashon of the uh, Maharsha, and he says, I'm reading in the middle of that piece, he says like this, mishum, when you see a tzaddik and having a bad time, don't be shocked on this. God is just. Just like the shayim get punished in Olam Abba. Even on a minor infraction, so the tzaddik gets punished as well. Even on a minor infraction, nobody's a perfect tzaddik. There's no corruption. Which means just like they pay the tzaddik in Olam Abba for all these deeds. Don't be shocked when you see that Shavet Tovlo. Why? Because just like they pay for the Sakhar Tov for the tzaddikim in Olam Abba, even on the Mitzvah Kala, 
so too they're going to reward the Nisha'im in this world as well. Okay, Rabotai, <coughs> let's continue the Gemara. Gemara says, Sadiq mi asharhu. Bish'at petirato shil adam nebet olamo. After 120, when a person retires to his world, kol ma'asav nifratin lefanav. All his mitzvot, or his deeds, I should say, are um, itemized in front. They are, you know, listed in front of him. Ve'omrim lo. And they tell the person, kach bekach asita, this is what you did, bimkom ploni, and this is the place, biyom ploni on this day. Ve'omer hen. And he agrees, he says, yes, I did it. Okay, sign now. I have to sign the waiver that, uh, that you're admitting that you did it. He's going to sign. Each person is going to sign. When he got his punishment, he's going to say, I deserve it. Properly. That we're going to verbally admit that we deserve the punishment. That's the way the Gemara learns over here. And that's what it means, Sadiq Viyashar. That we are, ourselves are going to say, it is Sadiq Viyashar. We're saying that. That God, whatever you do to us, <coughs> is Sadiq Viyashar. Right, and that's the way the Maharsha learns as well. Okay, now we move on to a new sugya. Sugya Abir discusses what is the Torah's feelings about people that fast. Is fasting considered uh, a good thing? Is it a noble thing? Or maybe it's considered something that you shouldn't do. After all, why should you deprive your body from nutrition that it needs? So the Gemara over here will give two opinions. The Gemara begins. Amar Shemuel, kol ayoshev betanit, anybody that sits and fasts, nikrachote. Okay, he's a sinner. Savar ki haytana. Shemuel holds like the following Tana. The Tanya, the bi el azar kafar. We're talking about a nazir. So it says, the nazir needs kapara for his sin. What sin? A sin for what he did with the nefesh. Well, what nefesh did he, did he sin with? Now, the simple interpretation, this person is talking about a nazir that became tameh. So if a nazir became tameh, he needs kapara for the nefesh that he became tameh to. But he learns it over here that no, the nazir needs kapara for himself, for his nefesh. Why? You know why he needs kapara? Because he deprived himself from something that it's allowed. You're allowed to drink wine. So therefore he needs kapara for the sin that he did. What's the sin? That he caused himself tsar against the wine. This guy, the Nazir, only deprived himself from wine, which is only one item, and still Niklachot, and he's still called a sinner. Or the most of a person deprived himself from all sustenance. Certainly he's been considered a sinner. So that's the opinion of what? 
That's the opinion of Shemuel. That's based on the opinion of Rabbi Al-Azhar Al-Kafar, Rabbi. However, not everybody agrees with this. Rabbi Al-Azhar Omer, polar opposite. He says, Nikra Kadosh. That a person who fasts is actually called Kadosh. He's holy Shneemar. Again, same pasuk by the Nazir. Kadosh gadel pera se'ar rosho. The guy that grows his hair, namely the Nazir, Kadosh He's considered holy man. And this guy that only refrained and agonized himself, what? From only one item, namely the wine, and still what? Kadosh. If a person mitzahed himself from all items, alahat kama kama, or the more so. <coughs> so the Gemara comes along and says, now when the Shmuel ha ikri kadosh, what does Shmuel do with that? It says the Nazir is kadosh. No, how agidul perake? It says his hair is kadosh, which means the hair of the Nazir is asul bahanaah. And if we don't have to benefit from it, that's all it's saying. Kadosh gadil pera. I mean, the hair that he grew is kadosh, not the guy. Well, the Bil Azar, Hanikra Hote. What does the Bil Azar do with Shemuel's? Well, the Bil Azar has been a kefaz proof that says Hote. It's talking about where he's metameh himself. He's a sinner because the Nazi's not allowed to metameh himself to metim. And this guy was metameh himself. So that's why it's called a Hote. Fine. Now, let's look at the Tosfot. Amar Shemuel, kol ha-yoshev betanit ikra chote. Vekashya, we have a question. We said in the eighth pedic in Baba Kama, ha-hovel ba'atzmo rashay. A person can cause damage to himself. Ha-bala ha-irim sh'avlubo, but somebody else that causes damage, ha-yavim. What are we talking? Ha-mefaresh atam, ha-dekamar ha-hovel ba'atzmo. How is a person damaging himself? Rashay, amar Shemuel, be-yoshev betanit. It means he's fasting. And who's making that statement? Shemuel. Shemuel is saying a person has a right to be choveled ba'atzmo, to, to damage himself through fasting. Alma, Mashwad Shemuel, come on, the Yoshim Betanit, lo nikrahoteh. He's not called a sinner. So make up your mind, Shemuel. So the Abraham says, for the answer, we have to wonder, but dayavi choteh. There's no question. He's called the choteh, kedamni nanacha, mikav bachomir ben nazir. Like we made the kabah omer, uma nazir, shilot shir atzmo, ilamiyayin, bechune. Amazing. Which means there's, a, there's an offset here. That's for sure he's considered a sinner. But the mitzvah that he gets for fasting, because there is a benefit of fasting, outweighs the, the sin. So at the end of the day, he might be in positive territory, but he's still called the choteh initially. It's just that you can't call himself chovel because he's basically doing something that is positive. The mitzvah lindor, the mitzvah to make nedarim. Like it says, Sometimes it's a mitzvah to make yourself a nazir. Like, when a person sees a nazir, so you can't say that every nazir is a, is a sinner. Sometimes the Torah tells you you should make nazirut. So therefore, there are benefits of fasting. But he's saying that it's still considered a, a, a choteh. Then he says, It's like a halom that you fast on Shabbat. He gets a benefit. They rip up the dream. But he has to pay because he fasted on Shabbat. He has to do another fast. So it's the same item. It's a good item, but there's a catch-22 to it. 
that means there is also a sin attached to it. Why are you fasting on Shabbat? He has no choice. So he has to fast on Sunday. He has to fast the next day. So that's the way Tosfort gets around that. Continue. But wait. Rabbi Al-Azhar said, Adam atzmo. A person has to uh, evaluate himself. Ki'ilu kadosh sharui betoch me'av. You have to imagine that there's kadosh in your stomach. What does that mean, there's kadosh in your stomach? Shne'eman. Pekir becha kadosh. Inside of you is kadosh. Now, she explains this. Ki'ilu kadosh sharui betoch me'av. Ki'ilu kol me'av kadosh. You have to look at your stomach or your intestines. It's a holy organ. And therefore, you're not allowed to weaken them. Which means what? Which means because your insides are holy. So that's the way that she learns this, this, this Gemara. What's the Kadosh? The Kerabayim, the intestines or the stomach is Kadosh. Tosfot turns out different. Kadosh Baruch Hu. Kadosh is not going on the intestines of the Kadosh. That Ki'ilu Kadosh, Ki'ilu HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kadosh is inside of you. Pirush. So what do you see over here? We said above that what did Rabbi Al-Azad tell us? That a guy who fasts is called the Kadosh. Over here it's saying, whether you learn like Rashi or whether you learn like Tosfor, that on the contrary, that your stomach is Kadosh. Or HaKadosh Baruch Hu is inside of you. And therefore, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't cause your stomach to become weakened. Which sounds like, don't fast. So make up your mind, Nabi Lazar. Is fasting a positive or is fasting a negative? And the Gemara, and, uh, by the way, on this uh, uh, Gemara, there's a very difficult Maharsha exactly, uh, to be honest with you. I'll just point it out to you. The Bifashim struggled to understand what he's talking about. It says... That um, if you look in the Ma'ar shop, he says, we understand. He says, according to Tosfot, we understand the stira from the Bi'i the Ezer to the Bi'i the Ezer. Over there we saying like Kadosh Baruch Hu is in his stomach. And over there we said what? That it's praiseworthy. He just says, but according to that, she's way of learning the Gemara, I don't know what the stira is. And all the Mepharshim say, I don't know why you don't know what the stira is. It's the same thing like Tosvot. Now she's, the only Mahlouk with Nashi and Tosvot is how to learn the word Kadosh. Is Kadosh a Kadosh Baruch Hu or is Kadosh that is Me'ayim a Kadosh? But either way, he's saying that you're not allowed to fast. So we, the, the Mepharshim are struggling to understand why the Maharsha did not understand this question, the Perush, Rashi. But again, according to us, we understand it perfectly well that you have a stira between Rabbi Al-Azhar against Rabbi Al-Azhar. Nonetheless, the Gemara answers, Lakashya, had the matzeh letzirun nafsheh, had the lo matzeh letzirun nafsheh. Very good. That means if the person can handle the fast, which means he's able to tolerate the fast, he's not going to get him sick, then he's kadosh. However, if he's not able to fast and it causes him, uh, you know, physical damage, so then already you shouldn't fast. So, then it dep- so really the Gemara is answering, it depends not everybody that fasts is necessarily kadosh. Sometimes a person has to say, I don't want to become kadosh like that. I have kadosh inside of me already. Don't fast. Why? Because he cannot tolerate it. Barak comes along and says, 
אמר, או לשלקיש אמר, נקרא חסיד. He's called a חסיד. Who's called a חסיד? So with Rashi, נקרא חסיד. חסיד So that's the way that she learns this Gemara. It's talking about somebody that does not, fair, that does not eat. Meaning he's fasting is a gomel nafsho ish chasid. Now Tosfot learns diametrically the opposite. Look at Tosfot, gomel nafsho. Pirush, she gomel chasid le nafsho she'eno mit'aneh. Ah, he's doing a chasid to his body. How do you do a chasid to your body? You eat. And therefore he says, he's called the chasid. <laughs> Now, the Maharja points out over here that... Look at the end of the Pasuk. The end of the Pasuk says, Ve'ochel she'ero achzar. The one that uh, punishes his body is cruel. So therefore he says, we can answer both parts of the Pasukim based on what we just learned above. Had the matzeh letza'arun nafsheh, had the lo matzeh letza'arun nafsheh. If you're able to handle the fast, gomer nafsho ish hasid. If you're not able to handle the fast, then ve'ochel nafsho achzar. So the both parts of the Pasuk work out Fine. This, is, this fellow studying Torah and Yeshiva. That sits in fast. We've been better off. Let the dogs eat the food that he didn't eat. Let the dogs eat his leftovers. Now what does that mean? So the Gemara says, obviously it's, 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 it's not such a good thing for Tamid Achamim to fast. So look at Rashi over here. Shiruteh. Now Rashi actually had another Gersai. Rashi actually had Shemimaet Pemelechet Shamayim. The reason why Tamid Achamim shouldn't fast is because it's going to take away from his service. He's not able to learn correctly. Rashi says, Halashu. Ah, so here we're learning a big Hadush. So Tamir HaKam fasting is to take away from his energy levels and then we're able to learn correctly. So that might not be so good. And it says, let him give, give the leftovers to the dog. What does that mean? Right. It's just like a guy who's fasting who doesn't have, whose dog ate his lunch. So there's no value for such a fast. You're not eating because uh, you have no food because you don't eat the lunch. A Tamirakam fasting is no different than that. I mean, it's, it's not praiseworthy. That's the way that she learns it. But the Maharsha over here actually flips it over and learns it in a beautiful way. If you look at the Maharsha, where he says, Lichul kalba leshirutek. He says, I am Pirush Rashi. Again, it's obvious you're talking about where the Tamir Akam cannot handle it. Again, we're always going to make that uh, difference, that distinction. Obviously, if Tamir Akam is going to get weakened by it, so it's not going to be good. But we can say the opposite also. But if the Tamir Akam can handle the fast, 
שעולה לו התענית יפה, it's great. שהרי לא נהנה בתעניתו, because he has no benefit from this תעני, כל מה שהיה אוכל ושותה, אם לא אתה נשנה, אך לא כלבה, וגם אתה לא נהנה בתעניתו כלום. Which means, in a case where let's say, his dog ate his food, so it's a real Hashem Shemaim Tani, because he doesn't even benefit from the extra food that he didn't eat. Which means, it's, it's always, he's a really the Sadiq, this guy. This means, if the dog would eat his food, then it's a really perfect situation, where not only is he fasting, but it's not like he gained you know, a couple extra loaves of bread as a result. No, let the dog eat his food, then he gets a really uh, full, uh, full credit. So there are two ways of learning this. If he can't handle it, then it's no different than if somebody's dog ate his food, and that's why he didn't eat. You don't get credit for that. Or the explanation is, no, let the dog eat his food, and then he'll really get credit, because he fasted the Shem Shamayim. Comes the Gemara and continues. Amar Rabbi Yirmiya, Bar Abba. אין תענית ציבור בבבל, אלא תשעה באב בלבד. There's no such thing as תענית ציבור in the sense that, that you fast from the night before. מדרבנן. מן התורה ולא מיד יום כיפור. But outside of יום כיפור, all the fast days that they had in בבל started in the morning. They don't start in תשעה באב. רש"י, אין תענית ציבור בבבל. לעניין איסורי חומרה דתענית, אמר רבי ירמיה למרתה, שהיו נוהגים בו כאין אבלות, שהיו אוכלים מבעוד יום, ואסורים בנהילת הסנדל, אלא תשעה באבלות. You know, because they, they were always, they had a lot of rain. So in Israel, they might have had to make a lot of these ta'anits. But in Israel, in, in, in Babel, they really never had to fast, you know, any extra days because it was a, a rainy, rainy place. Okay, that's the way Tosfot learns. The Gebarah says, uh, We go back uh, to this point here. התמין הקם שנת סינן פסט, מפנש שממעט במלאכת שמיים. Because it's going to take away from his service like we learned. Now the Gemara continues. אוכלים ושותים משעשיכה. We learned in the Mishnah that what? That on these first three fasts, when there's not a, no rain, so the Yehidim start to fast, and they're able to eat at night. The fast does not start until the morning. אמר רבי זעירה, אמר אבונה. Even an individual that accepted upon himself a fast. Even if he ate the whole night before, which he's allowed to eat the whole night before, the next day he's able to pray what's called tefillat ta'anit. Now, what does that mean, the mahar mitpalet tefillat ta'anit? And she says, anenu. Even though you say, well, but the guy ate on that day, the night and the day, the same day. So how can he say, because his fast doesn't begin until the day. So that even though he ate the whole night before, he's still allowed to say, Anenu. Tosfot comes along and says, Tosfot doesn't know why you're giving the example of Yahid. Right, the same thing would apply to a Tani Tzibur. When the, when the Sibur is fasting for rains, it's the same law. The fast doesn't start till the day. And even though they ate the whole night before, they could say, I need it in the morning. So just for this, doesn't know why 
the Gemara chose a case of Yahid Shikibel Alav, it can be the same law when it comes to a Sibur as well. Now the Gemara comes along and says an interesting case. Lan Betanito. What does it mean, Lan Betanito? Means the guy fasted. Fasted Monday, let's say. And then Monday night, he was planning on breaking his fast. He got busy. Didn't end up breaking his fast. Ended up sleeping the whole night Monday night without eating. And now Tuesday morning, he's still fasting. So the question is, can you start counting now that as an extra fast now? Because basically he did, he did fast. So the Gemara says, The next morning, you can't say anin. That doesn't count as a ta'anit. Rashi, the mahar. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're right, David. You're right. Lan betanito. Right, and then he said, listen, I'm fasting already, so I'm going to sleep in, you know, so he decided to fast that night. Yeah, he wants to get extra credit. He said, listen, I fasted at night already, didn't I? Let me say Anenu in the morning, before I break my fast. And at least I'll get another, uh, another Anenu in there, another, another Ta'anit, even though... Right. Why can't he say anen? So the Gemara is going to analyze that, that case right now. The Gemara says, What is yod? Does yod? Which is, Maybe he holds, there's no such thing as a tani shaot. There's no such thing as a partial tani, you're only fasting at night. Tani's got to be a full day, from morning to night. So maybe there's no such thing as Tani Sha'ot, meaning a partial Ta'anit. Mm-hmm. Or maybe no, there is a concept of Tani Sha'ot, but what? But maybe a guy that just fasts, a partial fast, cannot say Anin. And that's the point. Really old, you can make partial fast. And number two, So what are you doing? Here he never accepted the Ta'anit. He accepted the Ta'anit the day before, Monday. Fasted Monday, beautiful. Monday night, by default, he just kept fasting. So since there wasn't a Kabbalah in that Ta'anit, it just happened by default, you can't say Anenu in that case. But if he accepted the Ta'anit Sha'od, Legitimately, the Nechadami, you can say, Anenu. Uh, so read the she now. You just have to read the uh, Pirush, uh, first uh, wide line, of the shorter wide line. Pirush. My Kasabara Buna, Ermitanin Shaot, Kilomar, Haitikamar, the Mahar, Ermit Palel, Tila Ta'anit, the Kach Enomit Palel, the Kabbalah Ta'anit, the Eno Kabbalah, the Eno Ta'anit Klau, the Imdotel, the Echol, the Disod, the Tocha Ta'anit, had a shoot be Yado. Right. He didn't accept this Tani the day before like you're normally supposed to do. <coughs> so maybe forget about Anenu. Maybe he can even eat if he wants. <coughs> maybe the fact that he decides to fast at night <coughs> doesn't mean anything at all. Tani Shah doesn't mean nothing. Forget about Anenu. You can even eat if you want. Because you really didn't make an official Kabbalah the day before like you're normally supposed to. That's one, one Sevara. 
כדקטרי. כדקטרי לן בתעניתו, דמשמע מאליו, כשהשיחו בא לסעוד, עמד ולא אכל, כלומר, שהיה בדעתו לאכול עד שעבר מקצת הלילה, שעה אחת או שתי שעות, ואחר כך נמלך ולאכלו. So that's not a Kabbalah, it's already, it's the Zman already. So therefore, maybe, that's not even considered a fast Bechlal. Right, maybe no, maybe this is considered a continuation of his fast. And therefore, he can't break his fast. But the Sheilad, we don't say anyone on a partial fast. Ela. Ela, Ela, Lehachi, Enomit Palel, Tekilat, Ta'anit, Sabar, En Ta'anit, Shoshaot, Hashub, Behamur, Kol Kach, Sheyehe, Sarich, Lehet Palel, Alav, Anem. That's the two studies over here. Is, do we say that it's not a Ta'anit Bichlal? Because no such thing as Ta'anit Sha'ot, you got to accept it, you didn't accept it. Or do we say, no, there's a cut of Ta'anit Sha'ot. And really it's a fast what this guy's doing, because he accepted it to, 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 to fast at night, but it's not so serious that you need an anin. The Gemara's answer, Le'olam Kasabad. Le'olam Kasabad be'alma de'metanin l'sha'ot. Ve'hametanin l'sha'ot mitpalel tefilat ta'anit. Ve'hacha mai ta'ama en mitpalel tefilat ta'anit. Tishani hacha. Hecha de'hetana etmol u'balayla lan b'ta'anito de'lo kable ilaveh. Answer is, even a Ta'anit Sha'ot, you got to accept. I didn't accept this Ta'anit Sha'ot. This was like a continuation of his original fast. You know, he just kept it going. So therefore, since he kept it going without a Kabbalah, that's not even called a Ta'anit Sha'ot, which means, really there's a concept of Ta'anit Sha'ot. You can fast partially, and Ta'anit Sha'ot, you can even say, Anenu. But this is lacking one ingredient, a Kabbalah. You need a Kabbalah Even though he was already in a... That's the point. That's the Hidush. And, and don't think, well, listen, I want to piggyback on the original Kabbalah. No, the original Kabbalah was not for two days. The original, over a day and a half. The original Kabbalah was what? For that day. Once the night came, he wanted to put a bonus uh, time on. Oh, that bonus didn't have a Kabbalah of, 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 of Kabbalah. Rabbi, the last few words of Rashi, it sounds like it is something anyway, but it's not hashub enough to say anenu. That's correct. Which means, and therefore, although he's fasted, because Mitziut he fasted. You can't take that away. Mitziut, the guy fasted. However, the next morning, such a ta'anit that came without a Kabbalah, even though normally we say ta'anit sha'ot does get mm-hmm. a anenu, this type of ta'anit sha'ot is not hashub to get an anenu. Because why? Because there was no Kabbalah. Comes the Tosfot over here. Tosfot says, Lan b'ta'anito. Pirush. Shit'ana yom u'balayda lo akal. He fasted the day, the night he didn't eat. Ve'lan b'ta'anit. Afagav sh'alina hayam mikoach ta'anit sh'kibil alav. That's your point, Norman. Even though the ta'anit was actually a continuation from the original Kabbalah that he made, but there's no Tevilat Ta'anit in such a case. Ubahag has a, like a riddle over here. There's a case where a person will eat and he will say Anenu. What's that case? 
הוא מפרש כמו אחר, ובשערית עומד תבעת עננו, אף על פי שאכל כל הלילה. אבל אם לא יעט את ההון לייט בפוי, כסיר שעננו אין שערית. זה איזה קייס, we are eating, and we are saying עננו. ויש מתענה שאין הוא מתפלל. And then there's a case that what? Where you're fasting and you don't say. כמו בערבית. Right, in ערבית, even though you fasted the whole day, in ערבית you're not going to say עננו. אף על פי שלא אכל. מפרש מערכות גדולות, דאין אומנים עננו בתפילת שחרית, שמא נמצא שקרן בתפילתו, או בהגה זה בחדוש. That on a fast day you don't say עננו in שחרית. Because he might be a שקרן, a liar, because he might not end the fasting, he might have to make his fast. So then, how can you say עננו ביום סובתן יזה שחרית? אם מנחה אתה אומר, he made it to the end, you can say עננו. So that was בהגה's opinion, no עננו in שחרית, ושמא לא יסיים התענית, אם אנחנו נפגש בתענית. Tosfot says nothing doing. Benin did it. The Lord Nikla Shakran. He's not malicious. This guy. Keman shayabet atol etanot. He was intending to fast. Now I feel you. Ikre ones. Even though say circumstances rose after. Velo matzid esen nafsheh. That's not worse than lo karam me me metanin leshaot. It's not worse than a guy that's metanin leshaot. That what? Vechen mas that 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 that. At least he fasted part part of the day. We agree you can fast part of the day, right? Can a, can a person, let's say, make a tarit from, from alot ashat til chatzot? Yes. So therefore, this guy's not worse than that if he eats at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So he can say, anenu. V'chein, ma'ashu v'ad etnan, yadu la'em geshamim kodem chatzot. What did it say in the Gemara? We're going to learn it later on. That if, let's say, the rain came when they were fasting, before midday. Enam mashlimim. They don't have to continue the fast. Now, umistama ma'ashu v'sha'amnu tiflat ta'anit. Even though they said, anenu in the morning. So therefore what? You see, they don't have to finish. They can eat. Even though they said, I don't know why they look like they're liars. And you see what? Since they intended to fast. And that is no reason for them to fast. Well, they're not considered liars. That's what I have to want to show you. Against the Mahan. Why? Who says they said, I in the morning? We have no raya that they said, I know. I'm assuming those words that they said, I know in the morning. Which means there was a, he fasted on Shabbat. Or he wanted to fast. So they told him, don't fast today, because he couldn't fast today. He fast a different day. He said, I can't. He said, I can't. I have to fast because you know, you have to fast on that day. Now, what happened is he started to fast. So we're assuming he said anenu, and then he said he couldn't continue his fast. So therefore, why did the guy do it? So he says, what? He says, I can't make it up on different days. Why did he say that? He should have said, I said anenu in the morning. I can't make it up. I don't want to be a liar. And Exactly, which means, when it comes to a ta'anit halom, you don't make a kabbalah on that one. So when you don't make a Kabbalah, you don't say Anenu for sure. So therefore, you don't make a Kabbalah. You had a dream the night before, you have to fast the next day. So therefore, you have no da'ya against the Bahag in that case. Because in that case over there, he didn't, he didn't have a problem. As if there was Anenu. There was no Anenu in that case. There's no Kabbalah in that case. Everybody agrees you don't say Anenu in that case. That's not a da'ayah to the Bahag. Which means, maybe you bring a da'ayah to the Bahag. Uh, um, because what, what, what did he say? He said, why didn't he tell him Tefilat Amaylo Amar Repnei Shama Tefilat Ta'anit? Elas Mashma what? They didn't say Tefilat Ta'anit. So that was a Raya to the Bahag. There's no Raya. 
course, over there, there was no Kabbalah. There was no Kabbalah and the Ta'anit Halun. Ve'katav alam, mi shelo kibir lam be'od yom, en omer anenu, ilav the Ta'anit Halomu. That's what he says to them. That if a person does not make a Kabbalah and a Ta'anit, he cannot say anenu, unless it's the Ta'anit Halom. Ta'anit Halom is the exception. Ve'noagim, she'shaliyah simur omro be'shaharit. Ah, but the Shalia Simu does say Anenu in Shahrit, Kedelu Dial the Olam, Udaskira Ta'anid, in order to let the people know that it's a Ta'anid Abal, Yahid Enu Omer Adam Minha. Okay, so it's false opinion. It's Ashkenazim do that too. They only say Anenu in Minha. Ubetun or Haim, Omer Shalia Simu, Omechot Pam, Shi of Shachluit Anuk Sabmakar. The Shalia Simu can always say it, because the Shalia Simu is not going to be a liar, because there's always going to be somebody in the Kahad that's fasting. A Yahid can do because he might break his fast. But the Shriya Simur is saying it for the Kahal. Mm-hmm. For sure, somebody in the Kahal is going to fast. So the Shriya Simur is not considered a liar because for sure, again, his words will be, will be fulfilled by somebody in the Kahal. Okay, that's the Tosfot. Unless it rains before Hatzot and then everyone can break it. Okay, that's a regular law. Right. That's a regular law. Exactly. Okay, let's finish the Gemara. Mor Ukba Ikla Leginzak. Okay, Mor Ukba got the Ginzak. The place. So they asked him the following three questions. What's the questions they asked him? Mitanim l'sha'ot or en mitanim l'sha'ot? Are you allowed to make this tanit sha'ot? Now, by the way, let me make it clear. Tanit sha'ot doesn't mean that you eat breakfast and you fast from, you know, 12 to 6. It means you fast from the morning till chatzot, without eating. That's called tanit sha'ot. Not that you fast the second half of the day after you ate. Anyway, he didn't, he didn't know the answer. Now, Rashi will tell you that some have the girsa in this Gemara, Rabbi Akiva, instead of Mor Ugba. But he says, no, it can't because Rabbi Akiva would have known the answer. <laughs> and then he says, anyway, the Gemara would have brought it in Lashon of Abraita, like the Tanya. And over here it sounds like it's an Amoraic uh, uh, statement. The second question I asked him was, Kankanim Nukhrim, Asurim or Mutarim. You have these jugs, these earthenware jugs that the Guim store their wine in. Are you allowed to use them or not? Are they Mutar or Asur? Well, of course, they absorbed the wine. Rabbi Abiyadeh didn't know the answer to that one either. Then he said, We know that during the seven days prior to the uh, inauguration of the Mishkan, the prior seven days were called the Zayin Yemim Miluim. That was when Moshe Rabbeinu was making his own uh, preparations for the Mishkan. What was he wearing? Was he wearing Begdeh Kehuna? Was he wearing uh, regular clothes, plain clothes? He was serving. Moshe Rabbeinu was serving the first seven days. What was he wearing? Loav Abiyadeh, you don't know that one also. It was 0 for 3. Azad b'sha'ir ben midrashah. So he went to ask him the bet midrash. Amruleh, helcheta, number one. Mit'anim l'sha'ot. Mit'anim l'sha'ot. You can't make ta'anit sha'ot. Umit'palilim tefilat ta'anit. And you say anenu, even on the ta'anit sha'ot. Velcheta, kankanim shal nukrim. These uh, vessels of the guhim. <coughs> After 12 months, you could use them. That's a hadush over there. Why is it? Why, why, what happens after 12 months over here? So look at that she, where it says, Kankanim shel cheres. Kankanim shel cheres. Shemachnisin bahem nyayin kiyum. Asul lehishtamesh bahem. Stop right there. Get the answer. Lehar shnei ma'asar chodesh is okay. After 12 months. Wow, you don't even have to put water in it. 
you just let, uh, after 12 months, the, the wine dissolves. Interesting halakha, we could use this maybe when you have, buy dishes of the goyim, so maybe after 12 months, you could have this hete, like on, on China and things like that, where it's hard to kosher, that you can be lenient. But then he said, but within 12 months, <laughs> Uh, so then you have to make irui. You have to fill it up with water and make irui uh, three days in a row, which is a different halakha. He's saying, but after 12 months, you don't have to make irui. You don't have to pour water in it. You can just use it uh, as is. Okay, second question. Uh, third question. What did Moshe Rabbeinu use or wear during the seven days of Meduim? The haluk laban, a white... Uh, a white cloak. That did not have a hem. It was one solid piece, no stitches. Like they didn't add the sleeves or add the bottom. It was all one piece, like a, like a rope. Why? So, exactly. So, it'll be above any suspicion because then people will say, oh, he made this hem so he can, he can you know, he can siphon some money from the uh, treasury and stick it in his hem. He wanted to be above the, the uh, suspicion. Vitem the key. Read the Rashi, two Rashi's you're reading here now. Stop. Bema Shimesh Moshe. Bema Shimesh Moshe. Di ilu be'aharon keti b'deki hona adekhti v'hilbashta. She'b'sha'a sh'aya Moshe obed, aharon haya labush b'deki hona. But we have no question what Aharon was wearing. Aharon was wearing b'deki hona during the Zayin Yemen Meduim. Clearly says that he dressed Aharon. But we didn't see Big Day Kehuna by Moshe. So, Mr. Ma, Ena Davar Kashir, Shaya, or Bibbukadab Shahol. Now, was he wearing weekday clothes? That's also not so uh, simple to say. They was wearing his regular uh, weekday clothes. So, the good answer. Uh, so it was designated clothes. He wasn't wearing his weekday clothes. He wore a white uh, cloak that was made for that, made out of pishtam. Bechaluk lavan, less than she on the amud. She'en bo imra, safa, metargiminan imra. By no hem. Kilomar, kilomar tachub haya mechut ehad kol hechaluk, veloke begadim shaman. It was made out of one piece. It wasn't piecemeal, where you're putting this, you're adding parts to it, where you have to put stitching and therefore, when the stitching, you can stick things in underneath the creases over there. <laughs> okay, but in order to be above the fray, Okay, Rabotai, that's, uh, that's today's dab. Baruch Adonai Olam.